Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Gotham City, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 123. We are a fandom pop culture podcast, so 24, wow, okay, there we go, first mistake in a while, 124, <clears throat> excuse me, we are a fandom pop culture podcast and a part of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to Batman on Film and uh, checking out the podcast drop down. Clicking that and uh, seeing what everyone's up to. <clears throat> today we are recording on January third. Uh, January. Wow, there's a few mistakes here today. It's July, July thirtieth, twenty twenty three. I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson <laughs> River. What are you laughing? There's a few things to laugh at. And I'd like to remind all of you that if you take the time to rate and review this podcast on Apple iTunes, and we read your review and there, you win our prize back. And now, everyone's favorite part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. The man who won the 1972 Keith Hernandez Memorial Middle School New York Athletic League Pickleball Championship, a BUF junior contributor, Eric Holzman. I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot going on today. Seriously, it, it was a rough opening, but but you, you pulled through. You got yeah, through it. You got it's there. Like, this is a quality. It was, it's a, it's, it was, by the end of the show, see if it's a quality start. Right now, I'm in the third. I gave up like three runs. <laughs> well, well, I will, I will like, I can kind of be sympathetic to your not knowing what month it is since we, we were just talking literally before we came on air how there's Halloween candy out already in July in the stores. Yeah, that sets you off. You were, you were not happy about that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, can we get through summer? first before i love halloween too i love all the pumpkin spice and the maple and and all that crap i love it yeah but can we like purely for through? chocolate well that yeah chocolate's always fantastic no matter, no matter the season chocolate's okay. great so what's the gripe here hmm? so what's just, the gripe can, just can we get through they it's not like they have they don't have chocolate for summer can we get through summer that's a, That's my only. It's not a gripe. It's just kind of a. Why do we push things? Why are we rushing things? Why do we have to rush? Doesn't life go fast enough? Jeez, old man. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> trying. Hey, I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it. Keep, just keeping it holes with. I'm keeping it a hundred right now. That's uh, keeping a hundred. That's that's how I work. That's how I roll. Double H Hundo Holesman. So that's this new segment of the show. <laughs> keeping it hundred with Holesman. Hey, we could do that. I would Sponsored not have a by problem the New Lottery. doing a, a keeping it real segment on or when keeping it real goes wrong. Maybe we could do something like that. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a fun thing to do. You can have fun with it. Yeah. I imagine you can take a couple tweets. Yeah. All right. So as I said, or as we know, it's the end of July. And as we yeah, know, January, our, January. <laughs> and as we know, our contest comes to an end literally today it's today is supposed to be the final day so that's it we got to make sure you get all your submissions in yes and i think i've seen we've gotten three we've, so far we've gotten a few 
Yes. So uh, there is one person out there, though, who told me he was going to submit and he has not. So do you want to give him like an extended period of time, this individual? Should Should I should I call him out on the show or should I just let it go? Well, I mean, this is keeping it real, keeping 100 holes with it. That's true. Okay. So, Chris, so, Chris, you need to get us your audition clip. You know who you are. We know the how Chris long, I'm talking about. How long do you want to give them? We will give you, well, since we're recording on a Sunday and we won't, I'm going to try and get this one out early, though, because I have, I'm traveling for work tomorrow. So, so you want to give out. them a week from, let's say, Monday? So we'll give them to Friday. Okay, you bring him to Friday? On the Friday. So, which is what? August 4th. August 4th is the official end date for this. So get it if August you haven't August. submitted. Are we extending yes. it for everyone else too? Or is it just for this individual? I guess we have to. I can't just Okay, so, person, so we're in overtime. <laughs> yes. So we'll extend it until Friday. And then we will listen next week. Pete and I, maybe we should do that on air. No, let's not do that on air. No, let's not do it on air. <laughs> but um we will listen and we will tell you what we think and we will pick our um co-host i guess yeah or is it try host i don't know we'll pick the person who's gonna win a and, contest uh, winner That's a contest winner doing. yes and we will schedule you to come on air that'd be fun yay so that would be a cool but i want to thank the people who have already submitted that's very cool yes thank I, you i've listened a little bit to one of them a little bit I listen to, but I don't want to listen until I have all of them. I don't want to kind of give anyone a advantage. Well, you can re-listen. So I know, but <clears throat> it might it might jade your thought process. So I don't want to have that happen. Okay, all right. So, all right. So Pete, let's start with uh, a show that just ended, literally ended last week, and I'm talking about Secret Invasion, which has been a controversial topic for a lot of people i don't know why <laughs> oh i heard the opening credits are horrible <laughs> like i don't understand why this show has gotten such has had so much discussion around it mm-hmm. outside of the the actual content on the show like we're talking about you know what what it is and its place in in i guess in the mcu and mm-hmm. you know is this the end of is it another sign that the mcu is weakening or all these other topics of discussion going on around, and then you finally get to the show and like, we've talked about it a little bit um, off air. And even on Twitter, we've talked about me and you've had an exchange. Uh, it's a slower moving show, right? It's definitely oh, yeah. not right. It's not something that's, you know, it's not like Falcon and winter soldier, uh, which has more action involved. This is a There's, spy yeah. thriller espionage where they kind of leading up to certain things and, when the action comes, it's usually been most of it was pretty good. I have some issues yeah. with the last episode, but <laughs> I thought the second to last episode had the best action. I thought it was the best episode of of the show overall. Yeah, but I thought the action was the best, especially in the kitchen. Oh yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. That was yeah. good stuff. So, all right. So, go ahead, tell people what you thought of the show, and then if there's any specific things you want to point out, I, I, you can I don't actually. Know. It's, to down. me, like looking back at it, it's it seems like it was kind of rushed. I feel like this would have served better if it was actually th- the next big event thing. I feel like it was too small of a scale. It was slow moving at times. The ending is so dumb, but it, it, it it's kind of cool. 
like, like you just because it sets up where the state of the, at the MCU is, how everyone seems to be on high alert, like the country's on like you know get ready to go to World War Three with the scrolls. Well, like it sets all that up, <clears throat> but it it's also like giving what's her name everyone's powers. Like it kind of defeats the whole purpose of everyone else. Right. right now you have now you 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 have what's 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 the name of her character was it greta what is kira it? no not kira yeah. gaia you know, sorry gaia gaia, gaia. i knew we came with a g greta <laughs> 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 yeah this is hansel and gretel uh <laughs> gaia like she has everyone's powers now like she right. it, it it's like why do you need the avengers if you have this super scroll thing i don't know it's just i don't know it was weird. It, it it's it felt. I was I thought Loki was more more unentertaining, mm-hmm. but because this had like some action moments here and there, but like at this point, like I look at times I found Loki just really boring. At this by the end of the episode, I was like this just seems kind of stupid. Like you know, I just kind of wasn't. I thought I liked it, but I, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, I would rather watch this over this, 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 this. I rather like. I don't think I'm ever going to revisit this ever. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, that is a fair um, critique. I don't know if I'll and I had hope. Either. Like every episode, I'm like, it's going to get better. And it never really did. Yeah, I think it was consistent up until again, until the finale. Like I thought it was a good show. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying what we were seeing every week. And then the finale, it's it was the same problem that a lot of finales have in these situations. Uh, they're trying to fit a ton into only a small, short time frame. So everything that happens has to happen, right? There's no, you can't, it, it's kind of just, you could, you could have written it yourself. Yes. Um, guy is going to fight graphic, right. And, and just knew all of this stuff was going to happen or had to happen uh, for the show to end and, and to continue on in, um, in the story. So, but the thing you talked about with all the, the powers from the Avengers, it was called, is something that was called the harvest. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's not only it's the most important, probably person whose powers is in it is, is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. So there's a lot of, you must love that stuff because there's a lot of (laughs) Captain Marvel like effect in in, in sequence. Well, yeah, I mean the final scene, the final battle, she becomes like, she looks like, like let's be honest <laughs> seriously she does like she becomes carol she becomes yeah. captain marvel like that's basically what she does and yeah i don't know where they're going with that i don't know if it's something that will continue uh if it's something that wears off i don't know like i have no idea how this is going to progress uh but we saw at least we got hints of that during the show in graphic cuz he had certain powers from certain avengers um, and we saw that, like, he had Extremis. You saw him with the Extremis. He had um, Groot's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if those are powers or he was just had Groot's no, characteristics. No, Groot's. One of those names. Groot has, like, an actual, like, name. It's And it, it popped up on the screen there. I saw yeah. So, so it, it was, like, Cornelius Flowers or something like that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what we grew. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that... Um, I thought that was a little interesting. I didn't expect them to go there with that, but I think it's an interesting twist. And I'm hoping, obviously, as we know in the MCU, that it's another thing where it'll probably get paid off down the line somewhere. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, Rhodey, I don't know when Rhodey was scrolled. 
Well, that's funny because that's the next thing I was going to bring up. Okay. Uh, the fact of of Rhodey uh, being a scroll, which we found out during this episode, and we don't know when that actually began. Uh, they kind of hint when he gets rescued at the end. They said how they someone asked him how long have you been here, but he we don't get an answer. Well, it also looks like he can't walk, so it looks like he he's uh it's still he's still affected by the uh, his accident, you know. Right. So a lot of people have speculated that he was a scroll after. Yeah. Yeah, after that part, he's been a scroll ever since from yeah. Civil War, which is a long time. Like, if you think about it, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a few movies. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, what they're doing there either. I did think it was an interesting twist to have someone, a scroll within the actual Avengers group. I thought that was an interesting twist, but it kind of makes you go back and say, well, then why, what happened when he, we saw him all these other times? Why didn't he do blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or, like, why was he, I don't know. It just kind of, if you think back towards the other times you've seen him in the Avengers movies and stuff, kind of ask him a little bit, these lend you to believe a little bit more questions or, uh, who are haven't been answered. And of course, Tony's not here. So did Tony know about it? Uh, was this Tony's idea? Like there's a ton of things you could ask now from that specific portion of it. Uh, it was cool to see. I mean, we found out Nick Fury was married to a scroll. Yeah. His wife was a scroll. Uh, so there was a lot of interesting things that came from the show. And I think those were the parts that were the most interesting thing for me. Uh, outside of seeing Olivia Coleman, who's just fantastic, I love her as an actress, so she was great in this. Yeah, I just think, oh. I think this is something that probably would have had much bigger payoff. It was a movie if you found out some of these major players were scrolls. Yeah, it's like could have been the underlying theme, like the Infinity Saga was in the first for the first part. This could have been the underlying, yeah, for the whole new whatever they're doing now, phase whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, it's, but like I said, it's been a really controversial topic. Well, now that I think people are like, oh, man, because, uh, again, like, you know, recasting Kang has been a, a topic that's popped up on the Internet again. I just, you know, I think people are kind of nervous about the next phase of the MCU. It hasn't really been bangbusters of the uh, box office either. So That's true. It's fair. Uh, the, the, the heat is on. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not surprising. I think for them to have continued to have these, I don't know, huge box office smashes, every film that comes out would have been unprecedented. So of course, I think there's gonna there had to be a, a kind of a decline in interest. Mm -hmm. But I guess the next question is, are they okay with that? You know, are they okay with it being not as event viewing as the first? The Infinity Saga was. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, I, I would imagine they expect big things. I would imagine they have nothing but the biggest of expectations for all their stuff at this point, to be brutally honest with you. Well, we're still getting more. Um, I mean, the Marvels comes out in December in November still, I believe. I don't think that's been moved. Uh, we have Loki 2 coming out. Uh, Echo is still scheduled to come out. So there's a lot of things. Uh, coming down the pike for them. And I don't know, the of those three, I mean, I just Loki 2 is my most interested one because I just like I'm, him in the I'm role. interested in the Marvels, bro. I'm ready. I'm Holzman out here. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm ready to go Holzman. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. I like the trailer. 
I'm no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested to see it. I want to see the movie, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they bring all those three together. So we talked about it last week on, with the trailer. Went to saw the trailer. Did you film your cameo? Uh, no, I told you I couldn't, couldn't figure it out. Because uh, scheduling was tough. And are you, are you, you're, are you like you part of that union? Because no. Oh, that's why. No. So technically, you'd be like a scab. I work outside the lines, so you know. Oh, Don Holzimon. I'm a scroll in that. <laughs> Don Holzimon. In that in that oh, scenario, I'd be considered a scroll. All right, you're a scroll. But Secret Invasion does end with Nick Fury going back to space. Yeah, I'm like whatever. Like <laughs> I don't know. So the more I think about it, the more I dislike this. Like I said, I kind of am there too. Like I liked what I saw up until the final, the finale. You were praising it on Twitter. You were it kind it. of well, yeah. It was more yeah. of a spy show than, and I like those kinds of things. So it wasn't a typical beat 'em up. You know, we have to destroy the bad guy type thing. This was all, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? This is what Genesis men. It was all under wraps, like it was secret. That's the name of the show, Secret Invasion. So yeah, everything was kind of behind the scenes. Like we oh, hush, hush, you know, shh. Right, nothing was so overt and in our face. And I liked how they were building that. But yeah, this I think it's another show that definitely deserves probably three more episodes. You probably could have. Mm, I'm kind of glad out. I'm done with it, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> but honest. for what? But for the things you were saying, I think we would have gotten more information and it would have been a more a more satisfying end all i'm saying is i had a lot more fun watching batwoman season three bitches jesus give me a freaking break with batwoman i can't oh stop it It batwoman season three is better than secret invasion sorry yeah okay anyway it's way more entertaining (laughs) i never said i never i didn't do that watching the cw crap sorry you call here. You think it's great, and then you call it crap. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm talking like you know, like a negative Nancy there. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So it's you me- you mentioned you mentioned the strikes, and that obviously is the biggest topic in Hollywood right now. And we're getting delays. We kind of knew delays were coming, but Sony has been the first studio to really we're blink. Used to this by now. This has been like three years. Yes, I know. But this is based off of the actual strike. I know, but one thing it's another, though. It just, That's true. It doesn't matter. Delay. <laughs> Everything's always delayed. I know. Well, one of the things that's being delayed is Gran Turismo, which is the movie that comes out next month. About. Oh, no one cares about Eric. Tell us what's really delayed, Eric. Give us the meat. Give us the potatoes. That people care about that. No, who cares about Gran Turismo? No one listening to this podcast cares about Gran Turismo. This yes, they well, do. Maybe Haas does, but it's, this isn't an IGN podcast. Dude, <laughs> we, we... who cares about Gran Turismo? Tell me about Venom. Who cares about Venom? Nobody cares about Venom. A lot more people who listen to this show care about Venom than Gran Turismo. Well, one thing everyone will care about is Beyond the Spider Verse. And... I care more about Venom. Right now, they moved completely off the schedule. It's yeah, it's it's off the grid. Yep. So we don't we even know John when Connor. That's coming. Yes, we don't even know when that's coming. Which yes, is Ven- fine. 
Venom three didn't get moved. It just got a. Re- it just got dated. Uh, oh, what is the date now? Because it's going to change. <laughs> change in two weeks. It probably will with the strike. But July twelfth of twenty twenty four. That's when and, Venom three is slated. And for what about uh, what about your girl, Madam Web? Madam Web. No, that's still. No, she got moved. She did. Yes. She did. Right. I told you, Eric. Give me the meat and potatoes. Stop giving me the vegetables. I'm not a vegan. I'm not Wado. Give me the steak. Give me the juiciness. I want the gossip. Give me it. Madam Web, our show. I mean, our movie. The movie Pete and I will be at the premiere for. If I have. Yeah, we'll be at the red carpet. If I have I'll be there. To say about it. Who's my Sasha Kai? What's her name? Dakota Johnson. <laughs> Is she in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, huge difference. Dakota Johnson has been in many films already, not like Sasha Kai, who was it? <laughs> Whatever. I'm just like, the love of my life. Where is she? Who is she? What, is, isn't that her name? Sydney Sweeney? I thought Dakota Johnson was in this movie. She is. She is. Okay, that's all I'm saying. There we go. I didn't know, know she was the love of your life. I thought yeah, maybe Sydney right Sweeney. <laughs> or Emma Roberts. I like Emma Roberts. Yeah. yeah, she's she's in it too. So yeah. Okay, look at this. It hasn't, but no, it didn't get moved. It's still February. All right. Well, it's in the article. <laughs> still February of next year. Sony, is, dude, this Sony stuff drives me crazy. Well, just because I I'm like, know. well, I want a Spider-Man. Kid. I wouldn't even mind if they cast their own Spider-Man at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be okay. I don't think yeah. I'd be upset with it. We're gonna have two Batman, so we might as well have two Spider-Man. Why not? I hope we don't have two Batmans. We're going to. I know. I it's don't think coming. so. I think the, I think the writer strike's going to screw that up, though. It might push it back, but we're still. <laughs> it's not going to change his plan. No, but I think Reeves's plan is already kind of like half set in stone. You know, right. mostly because he's like writing stuff. Well, I get. Yeah, I guess the hope is that like, if if it pushes back, the brave is hiring someone to make a Batman movie, whereas Reeves is the guy making the. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I figure. Like, Reeves is probably working on it, not working on it. You know what I mean? Like just in his leisure time. No, yeah, I'm. I agree with you in the fact that if it pushes it back, the bat, the third Batman might come out before we even get Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I just, I think that's what's going to happen. I just feel like it's so, a domino effect. So other other things that were moved, though, I will continue on this this road. Craven is moving from October sixth this year to August thirtieth of next year. Now, Ryan Haas wanted me to ask you this. Do you think it matters because the movie's going to be crap anyway? <laughs> Does the movie Craven make any difference? I And I think he's right. No, I don't think it does. I don't <laughs> I think, think, yeah, I do, I agree. Yeah, I don't. It, it's funny how they're like, yeah, like they were like, we want to do like a press tour. We want to have what's his name front and center. And I'm like, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is that going to matter? I don't know, man. I mean, the the cast for that film is very, very. It's star studded. I mean, also pros in it too, right? Yep, Ariana DeBose, who won the the Oscar for oh Many Saints in Newark, guys in it. Yep, yep. Um, so like, it's there's a lot of good actors and actresses in that in that movie, but it the trailer looked silly. <laughs> it's, so, it's a Sony Spider-Man movie. I don't know. At this point, oh man, between. Between two Venom movies and a Morbius film, right? I'm kind of like, I know what to expect <laughs> from a Sony Spider-Man's Spider-Man movie. I know. I kind of know what to expect. And I'm, it's not, 
It's not good. When does the Vulture get a movie? Does Keaton get his own Vulture movie soon? No, but I'm sure if they do a Sinister Six, he'll be in it. Yeah, he popped up in Morbius. So, I don't know. All right, a couple more dates. Um, the karate, the new Karate Kid movie um, is relocating from June 7th of 2024 to December 13th of 2024, which I didn't even know this thing was being... <laughs> I knew it was being made, but I had no idea that it was actually in production. Yeah. Um, and then Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is moving from December 20th of this year to March 29th of next year. Okay. So. All right. Well, we're back at it. <laughs> yes. Back playing the delay game. So, yeah. Uh, at least we can go outside this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least we can go outside this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's oh, crazy. Geez. I just hope they think this thing gets done soon, but it doesn't seem like there's been any movement. I haven't heard. I feel like they haven't made any progress at all. I know. It sucks. It sucks. You know what else sucks? We might not be getting any more Shazam. <laughs> yeah. kind of knew that was coming. I know. Knew that was coming. Well, Zachary Levi spoke uh, about it on the Film Up podcast on IGN. And they asked him specifically about it. He says, I don't know what the future holds for it all because unfortunately the second movie was not well received. The audience score is still quite good, but the critic score was very oddly and perplexingly low and people were insanely unkind. I've been part of things and as much as I wish they were good, I know they're okay, he added. I know they miss a lot, and I'm not saying Shazam Fear of the Gods was some perfect Orson Welles-like masterpiece, but it's a darn good movie, which we agree with. Yeah, we liked it. We liked it a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's just a bummer, because I think the first one's a great movie. I I really enjoyed the first one a lot, and I think the second one's a really damn good movie, too. And uh, I'm, you know, upset we won't see this, uh, this go forward. I wish it would, but Them's the breaks. I'm happy we got two of them, though. You know, I own both. I watched them. I like watching the first one around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of become a Christmas uh, staple past couple of years. So, yep. I think. I mean, and I still I'll defend Black Adam too because I still think thought that movie was a lot of fun. Uh, regardless of the little power play that The Rock tried to do, I, if I just judge the film on its own, I still had a lot of fun with that one too. So I don't know, man. I, I I thought there might be a chance because of the end credit scene. And we talked about this last last week a little bit. Uh, but then we get this story. So I don't know. He doesn't completely say no. He just says he has no idea uh, where they go from here. I mean, nobody so. really knows. Like, all we know is this first slate of movies. So, so it's going to be interesting you know, to see how so that plays out. But that's Shazam. Yeah. Until they recast Shazam, Zachary Levi is Shazam, so. <laughs> right. That's what we used to say about Cavill, right? Until they re- recast Superman, he's Superman. So. Well, and now Blue- he's not. <laughs> I know. Well, Blue Beetle is coming out in a few weeks, and it is the very low projection so far. I know they're saying they're projecting like 17 million for the opening weekend, which. Is completely low, but I think that's good in this respect that you, they're not they're not over projecting. So if it Girl, does better than that, time, yeah. yeah, you know it's a it's a win. But the director of Blue Beetle was originally ready to pitch a Bane origin story, 
when Warner Brothers first approached him about doing a DC film. Um, what did you think when you heard that? Just off the top. I'm happy they got him to do Blue Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure it would have been a cool idea. I just, you know, I've seen enough of Bane the past couple of years between Batman and Robin and Dark Knight Rises to uh, really kind of, you know, satisfy me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm down for something new and, you know, I'm glad he got a shot at Blue Beetle. Um, it just, villain origins, you know, unless it's like within the movie itself, I don't really need it. I don't need any origin. I just just need conflict. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he said he's um, sorry. The director, um, Angel Manuel Soto. It's recently was speaking to Den of Geek, and he said, "I always thought that that there was something interesting in exploring his reality and how a character like that comes to be, but the conversation was not about that." And then he recalled the studio telling him there's a character that we've been developing for a couple of years, the Blue Beetle, a Latino superhero. So there we go. And that's how we got here. He talks a little bit about the project and he says he didn't want to be, he didn't want it to be another story where 50 minutes in something happens and 50 minutes later, he's dominating the experience. And by the end, he's saving the world. He said, I get it. I enjoy it. I go watch those movies and eat popcorn and it's fun, but it was hard for me to relate to an experience like that. If someone gives me a lot of power, the first thing I do is say, I don't want it. I just want to provide for my family. I don't need it. More power, more problems. So he's kind of giving us a little bit of an insight as mm-hmm. to what the film's actually about, which I, the trailer gives a little bit of that away too. Uh, he said, goes on to say he's not going to save the world yet. He doesn't deserve to yet. We wanted to find a way to really explore his growth, how it relates to how his family and community as see, sorry, community see him in this role, as well as how his relationship with Kaji grows as well. So, I'm looking forward to this one. I am too. I think I've liked well, the trailers. Forward to all of them, but yeah, no, I'm I don't like, know really much about Blue Beetle, Cord or uh, Reyes, so I'm excited. Right, and we know that Cord's um, Susan Sarandon is playing. Yeah, yeah. So, right. We'll see that little connection there. See that how that works out. Yeah, buddy. In more good movie news, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem opens up this week. Oh, I was just going to ask you, how do you think Lauer's doing? I don't know. I saw that he went. I haven't spoken to him, but I did send him a message on Twitter saying I hoped he loved it. And then he did post saying that he did have a good time with it. So got to ask him directly, but I don't know. I'm, it sounds like Do you he, think he went home and ate a bowl of cereal afterwards. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably put a good bit of money down on that. Say, yes, he probably did. Okay. Some kind of cereal because that's what he does. Yeah. He loves the cereal. But the producer of uh, sorry Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Seth Rogen was recently talked asked if he would ever want to do a movie for Marvel or DC and he said no and he said he said the fans suck <laughs> and I quote him and Evan Goldberg who's his writing partner have been writers for 20 years and they, we have a specific way that we work it's a fear of the process, honestly, and I say that knowing nothing about the process. There are a lot of Marvel things that I love. It's mostly a fear of how we would plug into the system they have in place, which seems like a very good system and a system that serves them very well, but it is the system that we would ultimately get really frustrated with. And this is something that 
I think we've heard from other directors before. So it's not exactly or other creatives in this space. So it's not exactly new. Uh, and I'm assuming we're going to have to deal with the people who want to do things for DC are going to have to now with Gunn's plan, have to fit into whatever his overall plan is for. Yep. A shared universe bullshit. Right. So I get it. And I understand that. And I, I think it's good that he's saying right off the bat, like, yeah, I think it's fine if you can deal with that, but it's just not something I can do. Uh, I give him credit for being honest. Yeah. But I also think sometimes it's a little side-eyed and it could be seen as a shot at the, at Marvel or maybe DC eventually. Like, yeah, I agree um, with that too. You know? I don't know, and I, I don't think that's fair in a lot of respects. I say this all the time. If you sign up to do a movie in those universes, you know what you're signing up for, so shut up and just... <laughs> oh, yeah, especially now. This isn't... Right? It's not like, you know, back yeah. in the day. Exactly. So he started talking a little bit more about Mutant Mayhem, and he says, what's nice about it is that we're the producers of this. He says, so we dedicated... We dictated the system, and we dictated the process in a lot of ways. He also produces The Boys, and he says, and that's what's also appealing for us about The Boys and the other bigger franchise-type things we've done, is that we are creating the infrastructure and process for them, not plugging into someone else's infrastructure and process. So, I think that's... Look, I do. he wants to be his own boss. That's all. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and I have no problem with that. Like, do if you can't fit into... Can't play in someone else's um, sandbox, then don't get in the sandbox. Like, that's that's fine. I just wish they would stop asking these people these questions because I feel like all of them are answering it the same way now. And yeah, you know, like I don't know. I'm just I'm glad he's just he knows what he wants to do and he doesn't because then you get guys like you know like take a look take a look at like Solo and like Lord and Miller right like clearly they couldn't do it they couldn't play within that sandbox and they're very talented but they can't be. I don't know if controlled's the right word or the, you know, maybe micromanaged is more the proper term, you know, just, just be like as goofy as we all think Seth Rogen is, dude's pretty damn smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a pretty brilliant man when you think about it. And it's like, all right, I guess not all stoners are dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's the crazy stoly, thing, you know? Yeah. That's the crazy thing when you think about him though. I never would have thought he would have this kind of uh, impact. Um, the dude Hollywood. I when I first saw him, he was the dude, the tattooed dude in Forty Year Old Virgin, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Damn, I did not see you becoming like this big, huge producer." You know, like I, I can know. say the same thing about Kenny Powers. You yeah. know, like I was, like, I didn't Kenny see you doing Halloween. <laughs> yep. yep, that's a fair one too. That's a good call. Or Todd uh, Phillips, like I never thought I'd see you doing something like Joker. Yes. Every once in a while, somebody surprises you. I know. And it's crazy that it's Seth Rogen is... Jordan Peele. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, I thought he was a comedian. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, no, he I, is... he'd be like this amazing, like, sick, twisted horror director. I know. I know. And being, able to, and being able to create horror films that are pretty much shots at society it's, it's like a yeah. very it's a very creative way to he makes these horror films you yeah. know that Even you actually have to like think about james wan like you know he does something like shazam and not shazam he just went like aquaman and he does you know saw like he created i saw. know sandberg he's you know they, they they go outside the genre but well someone who has been very successful 
within his little genre bubble, uh, both writing and now on television, is Robert Kirkman. Of course, The Walking Dead uh, was the first thing we got on TV from him, and that, that has spawned like Fear the Walking Dead, and now there's a new one that takes place in New York. And there's one with Daryl in Paris. Yep, like this thing is all over the place. Uh, but the other thing that he's known for is Invincible, and we're finally getting our season two. <laughs> it took a long time, but uh, he recently was talking about it, I believe at Comic-Con. He was talking about uh, Invincible season two, and he says to be finally coming back and talking about season two after I call a very short break. Ha ha ha. It's great. As we know, season one premiered in March 2021, and it is now July 2023. So it's been a long time. Uh, he said that people have been bugging him about it, that you know he's upset as well. <laughs> he wanted to re- have it done earlier. But we also found out that it's split up into two seasons. There's four episodes. Well, oh, the season split up into two segments. There's four episodes, then a break, and then the next four episodes uh, will be released in 2024. The first four start in November 3rd. So, um... He's, he does explain why it took so long, he said, because of with COVID going on and, and trying to get all the voice actors involved. Uh, it was Cast kind of a, was huge. Yeah, it's a huge it was a huge um, undertaking. And right, as we saw from the the trailer, uh, the cast, the, the amount of people in this <laughs> the amount of voice actors in this is insane. Yeah. It's just so many um, people that they had to get together. So it makes sense when he explains it, it still sucks that it took so long, uh, but it is coming, right? It's coming in November. So we're, we're almost there. Uh, he was asked specifically about the invincible Adam Eve episode. Um, and he said that she's a very important character to the invincible series. If you're familiar with the comic books at all, you know that her importance to the series just grows and grows as we get deeper into the story. And there are things about this episode that will come into play seasons later in invincible. And I like that these nuggets are established here. Don't forget this. It got picked up for two seasons. So we are automatically getting a season three, no matter how season two does. Uh, the, in, in the, in the interview, he goes on to talk about representation, how Mark being Korean American and he wasn't in the original, um, and the Amber character being black. He starts talking about how when he wrote this, there was that wasn't such a big thing, and he feels bad about it. But he now that they can go back and make these changes. Uh, so, Pete, what did you think of the interview with what he had to say and with the trailer? Uh, I like the trailer a lot. I'm really excited for this. I actually got I caught up on this during the pandemic. I watched it all in a binge, and I really enjoyed it. I never read the book or anything, so mm-hmm. I was like pleasantly surprised. And it's just you know it's been just crazy waiting and waiting and waiting for season two to finally get here, and now it's here. I'm just I, I'm I'm really pumped. I can't wait. I'm 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 glad he at least explained to us why it took so long. It just felt really unusual, you know. So at least we have clarity there. So. But yeah, just really pumped. I can't wait to get into this. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they do. Voltramite versus Voltramite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's cool, man. I want to see what happens with Omni Man and Invincible. I want to see Invincible if he's hanging around with, I don't know, Pink Starfish, whatever her name is. And uh, <laughs> they're having a good time. And I'm really pumped for it. Like, I just like the cast. I like, uh, I like Glenn from The Walking Dead. So I'm happy he's still right. doing some cool stuff. So I'm just, overall, just really excited. Yeah. So, guys, check out the article. Uh, it's 
obviously it's up on our site, but it's just a really good article to hear has the creative process, how this one, how they went about this season and any other questions you might have about it. He pretty much answers all of them. It's a very revealing uh, piece. So check that out. And again, Invincible season two kicks off on November 3rd. So look forward to that. It's coming faster than you think. I can't believe we're so almost through summer. So. Hey, Luke, just be with you. <laughs> All right. So Pete, remember way back. I don't want to say way back, but yeah, it was kind of a long time ago. Uh, you know, the original concept for the Green Lantern movie. Oh God. No, no. <laughs> I do. All right. I you remember. go ahead and explain. Go ahead. Uh, it was gonna be it was gonna be a comedy uh, featuring uh, the likes of Jack Black. Yes, that's really what that was about. This is, this is an old school rumor. This is before Ryan Reynolds. This was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I remember this was when the, this was the. I w- I didn't go full zaddy on this one, but I was definitely like, no, you cannot make <laughs> this. This is not what we need. It sounds like a horrible idea. But now, like, I didn't know the script got leaked. That was interesting. Right. I, I never read the script and I never yes. knew he was going to fight a Pikachu, but I, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, I think a giant Pikachu would have been better than the parallax space squid. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something there though. When they talk about the old, that old Jack Black Green Lantern movie, like if they spent some time with the ring trying to find Hal Jordan, and at one point found this bumbling idiot that was Jack Black and he did a bunch of dumb stuff. And at some point the ring finds Hal and he saves the day. Like, I think there's something there, but I don't think that's what the movie was. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad it never got made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you real when you realize that Robert Smigel was the guy who was supposed to do it and he's the guy who um, wrote and voiced Tromic, uh, Triumph, the insult comic talk. <laughs> You kind of know exactly like where, uh, where this kind of a movie would have gone, but yeah, you went through some of it. The script obviously was, um, was leaked. And as you said, the ring finds its way to earth, but it gets it's malfunctioned and diverted from Hal Jordan finds its way to slacker Judd Plato. That was who the character Jack Black would have been playing. Um, it does its job because he's searching for a person with no fear as, and he's supposed to be on fear factor. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so that's how it finds him. And he's the person with no fear. Uh, Not exactly an admirable test pilot, but he's not someone who's fearful of the moment. He's a man child working for a furniture company who attempts and fails to woo his boss, whom he has been crushing on. Alongside him, his fellow loyal friend, Seth, who serves as the resident exposition nerd to help Judd understand his newfound powers. Um, Apparently, the script there was a lot of sexually provocative constructs because he's a mature kid. So that might not have flown uh, in today's world, but I believe Sinestro was also written in the script. Like at one point he comes down to find out who the ring chose. Yes. And it turns out that Sinestro was the one who actually orchestrated it. Okay. From behind the scenes, but you're right. Eventually how like there's something there. I feel like that actually might've been kind of interesting. If, if, if they actually took, t- took the time to really write it out. I know. Um, I think it would have been funny uh, nowadays to do something. You know what? Right now, the, the place we are with comic book movies, this might have been a funny diversion mm-hmm. and way to make fun of the whole uh, genre by doing a film like this. 
I think now it might have been a better time for it. Obviously, they would have had to change some of the script for to for the social reasons that I kind of hinted at. But I think it would have been a funny way to to handle the um, fatigue, quote unquote, uh, that we might be seeing in this space. So, but guys, definitely, if you want to read about it, check it out. Uh, the script is there, is leaked, so you guys can find it. I'm sure if you're smart enough. <laughs> But basically, I just gave you the synopsis of what it is. But if you want to hear, read a little bit more about the intricacies of what exactly the script was, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. But it's kind of remind me of what they did with Green Hornet. We were talking about before. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, um, that's what they did with Green Hornet. They made it kind of a comedy with Seth Rogen. Here he comes up again, playing the lead character. So I personally don't like that movie. I think it's terrible, but. I'm sure there's a group of people out there who love it. So that's what I said about Captain Marvel, and you love it. <laughs> I do not love it. You're, you're a group of people that loves it. I like it. Huge fan. Love is a big is a big leap there. So I wouldn't say I love. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> what song is that? Love is a battlefield. Bye. That's the song. Pat Benatar. Bye. Can you sing it for us? Oh, gracious. No, one. I can't. How come you will sing for everybody but me? People get these 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 videos and he sings my Christmas cards and he's happy birthday with cameos. But me, your partner, Eric, give me a little tete-a-tete. No. I don't do any of that stuff. You, um, you're basically a walking karaoke machine, except for when I'm around. And then all of a sudden, you're like the McDonald's ice cream machine. You don't work. Wow that now that was a deep pull, Pete. I gotta give you credit. Going to the McDonald's ice cream machine. All of a sudden, Eric's like, "Sorry, no soft serve today." Baskin Robbins is around the corner. They've got 31 <laughs> flavors. What are you like about? okay. Thanks, Holzyman. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. What? I don't have a cameo, by the way, guys. So don't even. Don't, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he's got the adult version and OnlyFans for feet pictures. Yep, I don't have that either. That's fine. Yeah, well, they're on Twitter. We've seen them. <laughs> You've tweeted out your feet picture. Yes, I tweeted out a picture of my feet. Yeah, weirdo! That does not constitute an entire page. Uh, on yeah. how, how much per foot, Eric? Anyway, we're going to move into some Eric stuff. Just one little Eric stuff thing. Oh, thank um, you. Sorry. But we had heard for a long time about there being a Lando series at Disney. We heard that it was announced. While Donald Glover and brother Steven... Donald Glover, who stars as Lando, will, will actually be writing it as well as Justin Simeon, who was originally tasked for writing it, no longer will. He's out. He gone. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I think I, I'm a big fan of Glover, both as an actor and as Childish Gambino. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. I think. When I was the last time character. he was actually Childish Gambino? I feel like it's been so long. It's been a few years. Yeah. In a few years, uh, this is America. That album, whatever album that is, I think that was 2018. So five okay. years. So, but yeah, I'm a big fan of his in both um, his creative worlds. So, I much, thought he was one of the best parts of Solo. 
Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was actually great. of all your silly bathrobes and flashlights movies, I like that one the most. Flashlights. That's the thing, right? Where the lightsaber comes out of it's flashlight. I'm not even going there. Flashlight or flashlight? Flash. Flashlight or flashlight? Flashlight. Fish sticks or fish sticks? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, Jose Rod, here we go. Oh. Me and you. Well, wait, let us know. Breaking, wait, breaking news. This just came in on the ticker. Breaking news. Breaking no news. Breaking okay, news. you ready? You ready for this? No. Ready for this? No. Garrett Grev has officially announced he's a bigger Superman fan than Batman. Wow. Just broke through Ken Rosenthal. Holy <laughs> shnikes. Wow. I did not see that coming at the deadline. What about you? Holzman. Do we need do we need um Adam Schefter to double check on this and then I mean you could. I trust Rosenthal. And Woj as well. You know, I mean, it's not a Woj bomb, it's a bow tie. <laughs> it depends on what you want to listen for. <laughs> Wow. All right, that's well, it. I kind of, I, that's not surprising though. It's like you sensed it, didn't you? You like, you, you always felt did. it, right? Yeah. Like he was kind of like incognito yeah. a little bit. You know, he, he, he goes he, to the telephone booth, he changes, he comes back. He gets a lot more protective of Superman. That's why. Like if you, yeah. hear, you have conversations with him, he definitely leans towards the protectiveness of Superman. Yeah. Over Batman. Maybe, right. maybe yeah. he just doesn't think Batman needs protection, and that's fine. Oh, maybe. Okay. Interesting. All right. right. Anyway, back to the news. That was yes. breaking news. That was interesting. So we'll, we'll have more on that. More on that later. More on that next week. More on that next week. Yes, we'll talk about that next time. But speaking of Batman and Superman, we have some comics news. Whoa. Oh, you've been reading? No. Sorry. Jeez. But <laughs> Stabbing in the heart. But Batman Superman World's Finest is about to collide with Kingdom Come. Uh-oh. Yes. So Batman Superman World's Finest number 20 this October will see the Man of Steel and Dark Knight collide with characters from the world of Kingdom Come. So what do you think you, about that, Pete? Uh, well, uh, I'm back. And... What do you think? Uh, uh, you know, I like those characters. I like Kingdom Come. You've read Kingdom Come, haven't you? Yes. It's good. It's a good one. It's one of the classics. Um, it, it is. That Batman suit is actually kind of uh, grown on me. I never was a big fan of it till recently. I'm kind of like, oh man, it actually kind of looks kind of cool. I feel like I, I kind of was a, a bit of an idiot and misjudged it for a while. But this is interesting. I'm excited because they bring back Daniel, who was like, if you yes. listen to Batman Book Club, me and Lauer, we really dug that story with Daniel. Um, so I'm going to see how he ties into Kingdom Come and uh, Magpie's back, and there's a lot of cool characters who are coming back, and that's actually a good book, Eric. You should read that. You might like it. Mm-hmm. World's finest. Oh, World's finest. You should read it. It's a, it's a Kowalski book, so there's a lot of characters in it, so you'll like that. <laughs> it's a Kowalski book. Yeah, there's like the Metal Men. There's Amazo. There's the, you know, there's Batman. There's Superman. Super. Like it, there's you know, you'll like stuff like that. Well, it's I mean, very, that was it's very Super Friends. I mean. Well, Kingdom Come is great. Um, Alex Ross obviously illustrated, and I love his his drawing. So, I mean, that's a that's a great book. So, if they're if they're gonna bring some of those elements in, yeah, maybe I can give it a a read. Sure, give it give it a, a quick quick. Glance. Give it the once over. Yeah, 
make Lauer proud. Lauer gets upset. You don't read comic books. He cries at night. He really doesn't, though. He does. He's like, Holzman doesn't want to be on my show. And I was like, well, why doesn't he want He's like, because he hates reading comic books. And I showed him. Okay, first of all, I've been on his show already. Twice. Well, he, he's like, you did him a favor, but he, like, he misses you. And he's just like, I want to see Eric. You won't come on my show because he hates comic books. Oh, like, he's going to love this. He's going to love this one. Ryan, just, it's okay, Eric. He's like, I'm like, oh, geez. So that's it. You got to go on, well, go on the Batman Book Club. Well, maybe we'll do. I'll do it for this next one because we have more comics news. Oh, wow. This must be your least favorite part of the show. It's Comics News Central today. Here we go. All right. So not that I thought this would be this was ever needed or <laughs> I think about it, but I think it's a cool concept. We are getting Godzilla vs. Kong vs. Justice League. Oh, you're totally going to read this. <laughs> you're totally reading. This is so Holzman. There's a little teaser trailer uh, that came along with the announcement. It looks interesting. I think the, the teaser is hysterical because you hear like Godzilla walking and you don't see him. And you just see all the reactions. They yeah. do like shots. Are, and then you obviously you see him at the end. Oh, um, yeah. I think this one is going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. I think people who love Godzilla and Kong can read this. My brother's going to love this. So, <laughs> Michael, Yeah, what do you think, though? What is your... I have no interest in this. No? No interest? No, this is not for me. But Mikey <laughs> will really like it. He loves Godzilla, so he'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> well, at least it's somebody like, will. Not me. It's like... As weird as I'll go with Batman is like Batman Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Batman fighting Godzilla is totally like, I can't, I can't. At one point I saw like one cover has a, a giant mech Batman. And I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, no, where's Toy Man? Did Toy Man make that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I just, it's yeah, it's a little too far-fetched for me. So you won't read it? I won't read it, but I will read Superman fight Titano, who is a giant ape in his own right. So. It's it's not just it's more or less because it's King Kong. <laughs> Godzilla, so you know? so you don't have a monsters of um bias. Not for Superman, not really. I think he should fight. He should be the one who fights monsters. Okay, all right. Well, that's you know? fair. And in more comics news, well, this is kind of just a wrap up of the whole thing. But everyone was so worried about Comic Con this year not being without having the Hollywood angle not being a success, but apparently it was still a huge hit. Um, they say more than ever, it felt like the focus was on talent behind the origins of a lot of the entertainment and not on the films or the live action media that was surrounding it. Um, apparently a lot of, they did a lot of good selling, um, selling of books and not and graphic novels and all comics and stuff. So, you kind of were happy about this not having. That's right, Eric. You and all your movie only fans get the hell out of my comic con. <laughs> comic books and toys. Well, I mean, yeah, that's it. We don't need you guys. We can have fun on our own. All you, I mean, I... all you movies only fans do. You clog up the lines to the bathroom. Okay. You clog up the lines to Hall H, and you you're just, you're just crowding the convention center. Time out. Hold on a minute. My original love for all these characters started reading comic books. So it's not like I'm in the same boat as a lot of other people who just like the movies. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's all. I really do think it's awesome. Uh, the article is really long. It goes into more things that happened at Comic-Con this year. 
It just uh, seems to be like a throw, very throwback convention. Yes, it was. A lot of what you read there, they talk about not having um, Hall H panels, so it's not wasn't as crowded in that regard. Uh, you know, a lot of the creators that we names that we know, like um, Kimberg and all these other. Uh, Kimberg's happy that no one can ask him any questions because everyone hates the movies. I know. <laughs> He's like, it was a great time. I had fun with my kid. I was like, yeah, because no one could talk to you. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I always think well, that's so I don't crazy. Think anybody wanted to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I think it's crazy that how some creatives can't make that conversion over. I, I just, it's, it's. To what do you mean? Like someone who could be a great writer, a comic book writer, and then they go do a movie, and it just the movie is nowhere near as good as the book that they wrote was. Mm. Different like medium. I, yeah, I'm, right. It's a different idiom, and I understand, but it's just kind of a like weird thing for me to grasp my head around because you would think, as a director, if you're the one who wrote it, you know exactly what you want. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's strange. And again, I mean, there are some who do it, and it works, and they're great at it. But there are some like Kimberg who, <laughs> who aren't. Yeah. I don't know. He he produced some decent ones. He produced. Right. Uh, I don't know if he was a part of Days of Future Past. I think that might have been the first one he was a part of. Yeah, I feel like that's that kind of like started him along the path of these X Men movies. And then by the time he got to like the what was it Fantastic Four, and then what was his last couple X Men? Well, he directed, he directed Dark Phoenix. Yes, he directed. That I feel one. like he had to. He was like forced to. Yes. <laughs> um, he did. So. Oh jeez. But. Yeah. So check that out, guys. Uh, and did anyone, if any of you went to Comic-Con, let us know what it was like. That'd be a cool little thing to... What would you do if someone cosplayed you at Comic-Con? It was Eric Holzman. Oh, Jesus. Not this again. <laughs> again? I don't think I've ever asked you this. That would be my response. Oh, Jesus. Not this again. Oh, we're, oh so they do it all the time. Oh, all the time. Really? What would yes. be like the perfect Eric Holzman costume? Would it be like a Jets jersey, an Islanders jersey? Glasses, honestly. <laughs> Barg's root beer and a hot are you dog? talking about me at at the everyday me or me at my best? Ah, uh, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm talking. Let's say I'm, I'm talking like Sunday, November. Eric's getting ready to sit down and watch some hand egg. <laughs> All right, yeah, that would probably be more obviously team sports. Related, so jet something jets related, yeah. Um, but probably just a pair of jeans and a whatever kind of shirt I'm wearing, either jet shirt or. It's like I envision it's like the perfect Eric Holzman cosplay is like the Chaminade speedo with the matching Chaminade swim cap and the and the speedo goggles, right underneath the cap, and Eric st- and they, they would probably walk around with I don't know like a kickboard. Oh, McFarlane's doing a toy of that, so we're gonna have. Oh, it soon. the high school Holzman. Yeah, we'll have that soon. That's amazing about it. We'll have that coming. I can't wait. I, oh, it's gonna man. coincide with the release of my book that you're writing about me. Yes, from Florida so. to the Long Island, a quest of one Aquaman's journey. Well, it be from Long Island to Florida and back. That's what it should be. Well, this is Eric. That's the sequel. No, that should be the beginning. Since I started on Long Island, it's yeah, but it's not linear. Like you'll see it when you see the book. You'll get <laughs> we're, the book. we're going straight multiverse from the beginning. It's just I tell a non-linear story. Okay, 
you know? Uh-huh. You'll, you'll get it. When the book comes out, you'll see. Okay. I mean, Scholastic. Uh. <laughs> anyway, we had the Eisner Awards at Comic-Con 2023, and DC won big, Pete. Good, good, because they lost you to the box office. <laughs> so here, here, I'll give the quick rundown. So Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo won for the best continuing series of Nightwing, with Redondo also taking home the best cover artist award. Tom King and Mitch Gerards, who I follow on Twitter and talk about food with a lot. <laughs> Batman One Day, the Riddler won best single issue one shot. I thought King that was and- interesting because I didn't even think that was the best one shot out of the out of the bunch. Well. Your, guys. You were not you, Your opinion did not factor in Because they I go, did win <laughs> I was a Kowalski, I was wrong King and, <laughs> and then Tom King and Greg Smallwood's The Human Target won Best Limited Series And Smallwood also won Best Penciler Inker Then Kevin Conroy also became a posthumous winner um, Eisner winner As his J. Bones Finding Batman won Best Short, best short Story Mm-hmm. In other big wins, James Tunyon the fourth won Best Writer. Chip Zdarsky's oh, public domain. <laughs> Chip Zdarsky's public domain won Best New Series, and Kate Beaton's Ducks Two Years in the Oil Sands won Best Graphic Memoir and Best Writer slash Artist. All right, there you go. go. That's it. Cleaning up. So, congrats to all the winners, and That's thank you news. to all the losers. We appreciate <laughs> the competition. Thank you, thank you for all the little, thank you for to all the little people. Yeah. Uh, all right. So since since I know how much you love Zack Snyder, uh, and how you are a huge fan, you tell everyone at the end about how why you're on Vero because of Zack Snyder because you love him so. Yes. Um, we all know he did Watchmen in live action. Yes. Well, we're getting a animated film. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, this reveal took place at San Diego Comic Con. It will be R-rated, but no other details about the release have been announced. It's not its not clear if it's a direct adaptation or potential sequel like the HBO live-action series was. So, yeah, we're getting another Watchmen. All right, let's check know. it out. I, I got a feeling this is going to be like an animated uh, you know, version of the book. That's all I'm saying. I feel like it's, it's time we had an animated Watchmen, right? Well, can they keep the movie ending? Because... I hated the book ending. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> I, 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 maybe they come up with their own ending. Uh, maybe that's true. You know, the animation we'll likes to do that, but yeah, yeah, I'm down for it. Whatever they want to do, I'm interested to see it. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing. That. I mean, Watchmen is such a great book. So as much as we can get it, get from it. I love the HBO show. It was great. That was uh, very good. Yep, and then of course the movie I think is underrated. I know I like it and enjoy it. Extended cut, especially, is, is much better. But of BVS, well, of both of his movies that I, <laughs> I'm talking about here, uh, it's better. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting, though. Uh, but it's crazy. This book still continue. People still it still resonates with people because people still want to. They love it, man. It's created. It's, it's one of the all time greats. It is. It is Alan Moore, man. Great writer. All right, I think we've come to the end of this episode. So before we, we from now on, before we end each episode, Eric would like to give us a little soliloquy of uh, 
of just love and appreciation for the audience. So Eric, just, just take it away. Tell everybody how you feel. How I feel. Yeah. And, and obviously this will be done in like a D tenor song type thing. So Eric, just floor is yours. Wait, you want me to, you're trying to get me to sing is what you're trying to get. Me. I've been trying to get you to sing all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen, but I have to steam my voice. It's a whole big deal. Like it is me. Hold him on. <laughs> sing with me. Hold him on. Right, come on. Come on. Ready? From the islands of Montauk to the shores of Sheepshead Bay, we go to Long Island and we travel the long way. Okay, this is like right. a, a shanty mixed with a Billy Joel song <laughs> right now. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. It's like that kind of a mixture we have working here. <sighs> anyway. The shores of Sheepshead Pete, if you want to sing your where people can find you, go ahead, man. Take the floor and sing it out. La, 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 la. <laughs> you can follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I, I, I've been trying to post on threads. <laughs> um, and, of course, Zach Snyder's favorite platform, like we mentioned, Vero. At Pete Illustrated, you can follow this podcast, the one you're listening to right now, Strategy Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter and threads. We're on, we're on threads now. We are. Yes, we are. Um, you can follow us there. We have a Facebook group or a Facebook fan page, as you as you well know. Everything's there as well. Maybe I'll post Eric's feet pictures. <laughs> no, I do that myself. Thank you. I don't need help. <laughs> okay, I'm to see he does them. Um, <laughs> you can check me out over at BatmanOnFilm.com, Batman on Film YouTube, and the Batman on Film podcast feed. I have other shows over there. Uh, I have another podcast I do uh, with a various group of people this week, it, this month. It was with Justin and Adam, uh, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition, at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Check us out there. Um, I'm with Mr. Lauer for the Batman Book Club monthly, so I'm over there hanging out with him. And I'm try- trying to get Eric to come on his show. I know Lauer's a little upset. He's had a couple, you know long nights thinking about this so i'm trying to get eric to you know get back on the saddle there read some comic books we all know that's the number one priority my number one priority is to get eric to read comic books <laughs> that's your number one priority that's your number one priority is to get eric to read. i'm trying to fight the good fight but he's you know he said burn him <laughs> i was like whoa jeez message me i'll say this if you remind me i i'll remember to do it like if you all remind right. me eric this is coming out I'm telling I'll you, remember. Justice League versus Godzilla and Kong. That's it. Eric's going to read it, and he's going to review it every week on the show. <laughs> That's it. That's what we're going to do. So get ready for that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman. All right, guys. Find me on Twitter. Finally, 33 spell finale 33. As Pete mentioned, we're on all over Facebook. We have a group. We have a page. Interact with us in the group. If you're in the group already, if you're not, you want to be in the group, let us know. We will invite you, especially if you're already on Facebook. But if you're not, you need to be on Facebook to be in the group. Sorry, that's just how it works. So let us know, and we'll get you in there. Have people tried to join the group not on Facebook? Like, isn't it, like, how do you try? How well, you, can, you can see, you can actually see our page if you, like, search for it, but you can't see the group. Interesting. So. All right, well, yeah. you got to be on Facebook. Yes. So let us know there. Obviously, as Pete mentioned, we are on threads as well. As you know, we're on Twitter. 
so you can check us out over there. You can, you can, if you're following us, you can send us messages and say, hey, you guys suck, or hey, you guys are awesome. It'd be nice to get that feedback every once in a while. So, so it'd be great. Eric, uh, some, of, your foot. Some, of the, some people do use that, that feature, and it's very nice to get direct messages from every once in a while. So check us out all over there as well. If you are a fan of the New York Knicks, I do a Knicks show every Wednesday night. I do a Knicks live stream on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitter called, again, All Nicked Up, all underscore Nick underscore up on Twitter. That is the handle. Uh, on Facebook, there's a page there as well and a group there as well. So come talk to us about the Knicks. Interact with us about the Knicks. Uh, the season is coming faster. Off season's ending, as I said. We can't believe it's July. It's August already. Uh, end of July, August. So come the NBA season is right around the corner, so come get ready and uh, listen to us talk about everything Knicks. We did a show last week that we each had a chance to act like the GM and what we would do with the team and how we would go about it. It was a fun little exercise, so if you're into stuff like that, come give us a follow. Um, Look forward to the Gotham Knights review show. Yes, we are doing it. We were supposed to do it, but we basically forgot, to be quite honest. <laughs> So we're going to be doing Gotham Knights live stream probably under the SOG Tonight banner. So that's uh, correct. Eric will have to rewatch the entire season because he forgot most of what's happened. So Eric's going to rewatch Gotham Knights. Um, Eric's going to rewatch, re-watch it? Gotham Knights. Who who is going to rewatch it? Eric Fitzgerald Holzman. Wait, wait, hold on. Fitzger- you were named after JFK. You um, are going to rewatch it. Of course. <laughs> no, I probably do have to do a little bit of a rewatch. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Um, okay. A little bit of one. Just to, just to refresh my memory. But uh, we will be doing that show. It will be a live stream. We'll announce it. We'll promote it. We'll let you guys know when it's coming. But uh, especially as you – we're very well aware you guys probably didn't watch the show, but we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So if you just want to be entertained. Are you kidding me? It was the most talked about show on Twitter. <laughs> And we all know that's real life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Someone, did you see what the Snyder Cut did? <laughs> that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's fair. We'll be back. I don't know how they're the same thing, but that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that, guys, as well. Uh, Gotham Knights, baby. They're probably the only show that's going to do anything <laughs> related to that show, but... We watched it, so you have to hear about it. That's and how we, we watched it. it twice. Eric's got to rewatch it, and Pete does too, uh, with pleasure. <laughs> All right, hey. man, let's shut this one down. You good? Oops. All right. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah.